morning and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Daring Dialogues. I am your host, Shante Charles, and tonight we have with us Robert Charles, my fellow host for Daring Dialogues and also my wonderful husband. Tonight is our Relationship Wednesday night and we are talking about a very, very important subject, a very important topic. Um, those of you who will come in on the replay, we say hello to you. And uh, you might see us sideways, so you might need to turn turn your video sideways tonight um, as we have this conversation together. Because it is Relationship Wednesday, I wanted to bring Robert in because we're going to be talking about the case that has been in the news um, for probably the last two weeks now. And that is the Gabby Petito case. Now, I want to obviously point out the fact um, that several black American women have been missing. Um, this is something we've talked about before on this show and the lack of exposure that those women get. We also know that in the same area that Gabby Petito disappeared, several hundreds of indigenous women have disappeared in that same area over the past decade. And so, yes, there is a definite need to make sure that all missing persons cases are treated equitably and equally. And we know that because of what they call, I think, the white the missing white woman syndrome, that more exposure is given to cases when the person that's missing is white and female. Um, however, I wanted to take a look at her case tonight because of some things that I felt were cautionary tales for relationships and also um, for the construct of whiteness. I want to talk a little bit tonight about how even whiteness failed Gabby Petito. So just a brief timeline of her events around about June was when she and her um, some report boyfriend, some report say fiance, um, Mr. Landry, um, decided to go on this cross-country trip. Now, from what we've gathered in terms of data and reporting, her father said that she had been planning this trip for a very long time and that she had quit her job. She'd saved up money and she had decided to revamp the interior of the van that we have been seeing over and over in videos in order to live a what they call a van life or a nomadic lifestyle, which believe it or not is a is a popular thing, um, especially among young white millennials. So this was not something that was like out of the ordinary. This is sort of a, a lifestyle that certain people choose to live. By August 12th, she was stopped, or rather she and Landry were stopped um, in Utah, I believe in Moab, Utah, because a driver who had been driving by reported that he saw her being assaulted by Landry. Now they were actually pulled over for him speeding, which led to them being interviewed. And if you've seen the police cam video, it's about an hour long in that interview, they kind of talked to the police officers about both of them um, being upset with each other, both of them getting into a physical altercation with each other. Um, and then also 
her mentioning some things in that that in that police cam video that um for one that he didn't want her working on the vlog because her goal was to be a video blogger to show forth this van lifestyle that she wanted to live traveling across the country and sort of documenting that lifestyle. Well, in the police cam video interview, she was saying that he didn't really want her to do that and that he was telling her that what she wanted to do was not going to be successful. Um, she also talked about how she had dealt with anxiety both of them, you know, admitted that they had both hit each other and that they didn't want the other person to sort of get in trouble. Um, and so police, rather than documenting the speeding issue, rather than documenting it as an assault issue, they chose to just say it was a case of a mental illness issue a mental health breakdown and they did not charge either one of them so the way that it was documented it was documented in a way to allow Landry to continue on and unfortunately we know now that after that particular point in time between August 12th and August 30th somewhere between August 27th and August 30th, she winds up not communicating at all with her parents because they believe the last text that they received from her actually did not come from her. It came from her phone, but they don't believe it came from her. And so now we know from yesterday that the body that was found in the region that they were in, about a thousand feet from where people last saw their van, her body was found and it was confirmed that it was her body. So um, one of the things that we did ask um, people to do before they came and viewed tonight was we told people to go to the, to the YouTube channel, and if you haven't, you can go back and do it. Go to the YouTube channel called Nomadic Static, S-T-A-T-I-K. And on there, there's a singular video that was uploaded. It was the first and last video that she would create as sort of the beginning of her journey in this nomadic lifestyle. If you go and watch that video and pay attention to Landry in that video, in the places that he's in there, you will kind of notice and kind of pick up a little bit about his body language, his behavior. Um, even the book that he was reading in the video had to do with women going missing in the going out into the wilderness and going missing. So there's lots of, you know, clues that are sort of being parceled through now in that video that was uploaded. Even on today, um, there was another report that came out that showed a comparison between how their video, how their um, van was set up in the video versus how it actually looked in real life when the police stopped them. Um, someone took a still from the police dash, um, from the police body cam of how it actually looked. And it was a stark difference. It looked like things were kind of in a jumble. Um, things were out of order and messy. And so people are trying to piece together what could have gone wrong. We know that Landry gets back to his home, his parents' home, September 1st. The parents of Gabby don't hear anything from him or her. 
So after 10 days, September 11th is when they report her missing. After that, the police tried to question Landry and his, he's, because he's at his parents' home, his parents refused to allow him to be questioned. I don't know where that flies anywhere in the United States if your name is Tyrone. But the parents refused to allow him to be questioned and they gave the police the information for the lawyer. Well, after a certain amount of days, the parents called the police back in and said, hey, our son is missing. He told us he was gonna go out into this reserve area and we haven't heard from him in three days. Um, so a lot of people feel like with this situation um, that the parents are possibly complicit in what happened to her, possibly complicit in helping their son to now uh, go into hiding, which is what many people believe is happening. I want to talk, um, and I'm going to let Robert share his um, feelings on it, but when he gets done, I'm going to talk about some lessons that we can learn from this in terms of relationships, in terms of um, also red flags. So Robert, what is your thoughts from a man perspective on this whole scenario? Well, the biggest thing for me is that <clears throat> this is such a difficult case to really, we're not, uh, we're not invest private investigators. We're not police. We're not any people in the justice system. We're just uh, people of God want to share and bring caution to people um, from a spiritual standpoint and um, just a practical standpoint in human life. But the thing that is so traumatic about this case is the extended version of kinship between families. Um, the child, I mean, the two young people, not children, the two young people mm -hmm. and the young son, um, they were childhood best of friends in childhood. And they, you know, they grew up in life and <clears throat> then they went on this long journey. So the thing that immediately comes to mind is that just because you grew up with somebody from childhood doesn't mean that that individual mm -hmm. has your best interests at heart. You could live with someone every day. Um, you could live down the street from someone every day and believe that you know a person, but you never know a person until you're cornered by yourself alone in isolated situations. So what happens is, mm -hmm. you know, just for male and especially for females is that you have to, number one, have a network of people who know where you are at all times. No matter how close you feel to somebody, Prophet Shante and I, whenever we go places, we, we let people know where we're going and, you know, and, you know, what the extended amount of time we should be there. So that in the event that something would happen to either one of us or there's a communication gap, <clears throat> There is some identification as far as where we were and what our spirit was at the time we were going. So the thing that's tough about this young man, and particularly about his his, his particular family, is the level of gag order that has been given within the family, which that is a sign right there. The young lady, and this is another thing I want to share too, the young lady, she was so excited um, so engaged and so full of life to share um, 
her yeah, gifts if into you watch, if you watch the video if you watch the video right you will see her life and you see her vision um another thing that i wanted to share is that if you have a vision and you're really passionate about your vision um just be careful how you move who you move forward with in your vision because the people who that you may feel be the closest to you um, that you may have known for the longest duration of your life as a friend or whatsoever um, you still have to protect your life and your vision even from those who are um, very close to you of course you don't alienate people but you just make sure that you have a system uh, protection and recovery for your life and what it is that you're doing so in case something goes awry um, there are ways to combat uh, the total loss. Now, this is a real tragic situation since the woman is gone from the earth um, and this young man is is missing. But we just have to understand society has a way of belittling things that are very... Um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, when things get out of hand, society wants to you know diminish or minimize things that are challenges so what happens is um, even if you're in a situation and things need need correction or they need outside parties to be engaged with make sure the people that you're working with or that are working with you to get rectification to what you're dealing with that they follow through with fully and don't just dismiss and bypass things that you're dealing with so i know prophet shante has a lot mm -hmm. to share so i just want to share those are a few few of my notes a man has got to protect this woman, especially if you're going to be engaged. You're in love. Uh, you just have to protect your spirit, crucify the flesh daily, and make sure that you walk together in agreement in all aspects of what you're doing. Amen. So you hit on a couple of things. Number one, they were supposedly childhood sweethearts. Um, the other piece is that she had lived with him and the family that is now refusing to give up any information that's helpful. She had lived with them for a year and she was supposed to be his fiance. Um, and so even in that, I think about how many young people, cause she was 22. I believe he was 25. He is 25. How many young people, um, are making those kind of decisions, right? Of whether or not to cohabitate with the person they're in a relationship with. As a matter of fact, a new study came out that talked about divorce rates are um, more likely to, you're more likely to um, find yourself divorced the younger that you choose to participate in cohabitation, uh, regardless of your race across a certain different, demographics they said the the key factor was in age the age in which you decide to cohabitate um so a couple things that i looked at in this is number one um like robert said be careful who you travel with be careful who you travel with she was looking at this as a grand life adventure she quit her job she was going to, you know, make her income as being a travel vlogger. And according to what she was sharing through the police cam interview, he was not really for that vision. Even though if you go look at the video, 
you don't see real signs of distress. They look calm. They look like a happy couple. They look very peaceful, which leads me to my next point that all you that all that glitters isn't gold, which is why I'm really big on just taking away a lot of the frou-frou, <laughs> a lot of the bells and whistles that we see with um, social media presentations, because you could tell that she is she was really good at video editing. You could tell that she was going to be successful at what she was planning to do. But we'll never know now how far she would have gotten because she was involved with someone who felt like her vision was in competition with their relationship. And so, again, that's one of those things where it's, it's a red flag. Is this person... As excited about you are, as excited as you are about your vision and your desires and your goals. Do you all have goals that align? Yes, he went with her on this trip. Mm-hmm. But he but he left her in the wilderness and drove her van back to his house. The van that, like her father said, she put together. She adjusted so that they could have this nomadic lifestyle. He drove her van back to his house without her and left her in the wilderness. So we don't know. We do know the coroner has ruled it a homicide. We don't know whether or not it was him that committed the homicide or whether or not homicide was committed because he left her out there and abandoned her. We don't know at this point. But again, be careful who you're trying to do life with. As Robert said, just because she knew him from childhood and knew him from a lengthy time does not mean she knew him as a person. Sometimes we think or we give people the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I've known them for a long time. But do you know the spirit of that person? The other piece, the other important piece I want to point out about how whiteness failed Gabby is we know in this country, white males are given the benefit of the doubt on just about every single thing. When they stopped them in Moab, Utah, which by the way is Mormon territory, which by the way, um, if you know anything about the culture of that, you know that men's rights or men's voice is tends to be elevated over women's anyway in that region and territory. So when they stopped them in Utah, the police could have at least dealt with the charge of assault or domestic violence. We do know that the police separated them for that night, but they did not charge him. Even though there was a witness that called in that he was the one that was striking her on the side of the road. So I feel like in some way or some way, the officers in Utah failed her because that was August 12th. And we know about two, maybe three weeks after that, there's a loss of communication with her family. And then he makes it back to his family September 1st. So some of this could have possibly been headed off by how the officers responded. But instead of really taking it as a possibly a domestic violence situation, they simply classified it as her having a mental breakdown. Um, the other piece, when he does come back, he does not cooperate with the police. 
Now, I've said this on, on my channel, you know, if his name was Tyrone and Tyrone had left Gabby out in the wilderness and drove to his house without Gabby and the police came to get to Tyrone's house and Tyrone's parents came to the door saying, you can't question my son. I think this would have went a different way. I honestly do. Landry is allowed to evade cooperating with the police. He is allowed to refuse to answer any questions. He is not brought in for questioning. He's not taken into custody. He is not, um, there's no watch issued for him. He's not considered a flight risk. He's only considered a person of interest, even right now as they're searching for him. And he's not considered a suspect. So there is nothing holding him back from having even fled the country even though his parents are saying oh he just went right down the road to a reserve we don't know that for sure because he's had enough time to make an escape plan why because he was given the benefit of the doubt from the jump now lastly just want to remind us not everything on social media is actually real um, for a lot of people, I, I read, I spent some time reading through some of the comments on underneath her video. A lot of people are taking this as a cautionary tale of all that glitters is in gold. A lot of people are actually taking this in to say, hey, if you ever needed another example of not building your life off of someone's highlight reel, this is a good example of that and so i'm gonna stop there a couple more lastly i want to say before we allow people to come on who may want to comment and that is in the um police cam video she was consistently like trying to make excuses for him. She would, both of them were talking about how they didn't want each other to get in trouble. Oftentimes in cases where abuse is being hidden, the person feels like they have to make excuses for the person and they have to take on all of the blame in the relationship. Um, at no point in the video did he say, oh, I'm not to blame. As a matter of fact, he actually piled the blame on and also blamed her as well. So a lot of people, again, are looking at this as a cautionary tale of someone who was more than likely abusive to her behind the camera. It's not something that she showed on film because she had this idealistic vision of how she wanted things to go. But unfortunately, because she kept going in this situation with the gentleman, um, one of the, I think the female police officer that stopped them took her to the side. Um, and she, this was in an interview that's online and she reported that she told her, you know, that she thought that this relationship she was in, it seemed to be toxic and that she didn't have to stay in it and that she could leave. And so we don't know again what happened after that police stop, but what we do know is he returns home without her and her body has been recovered.
So that's what I wanted to share. If you want to come on and respond to this case as well, um, you can click the, the camera and the plus sign and we will bring you forward. So um, this is what I want to share tonight. This is what I want to talk about because there are a lot of young people who are in relationships that they're not too clear about, not too sure about. Um, they may be experiencing some signs of abuse, but like Gabby, they may be caught up in, you know, I live with this person. I'm close right. with the family. Familial. Very, you know, very comfortable situation, but he gets her out into the wilderness and she does not return. So let's see here who we have here in the queue. All right, we have Lady Barbara and Pastor Ben. We're inviting both of you. I might have to turn this camera back around so we can all see each other in the in the right direction, but we'll see in a moment. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> there we go. It's a sad story, mm -hmm. and I, 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 I said my condolences to the family. Mm -hmm. My heart go out to them, and I can relate in a way when you're in an abusive relationship, and sometimes you don't tell things that are happening, mm -hmm. and right. you are isolated. You be isolated, and here's the sad part, because you hoping that the individual will change. Mm -hmm. And so that is the young life, and you get caught up in into something that you tangled up in, and abusers put on such a, 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 a good face in front of other people. And when you share it outside, I'm talking from experience, they'll say, I didn't know him like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't know he was like that because they put on such a facade and a mask that they wear that you're not aware unless they ex you go and share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. But she was in this space that so we're going to kind of sail off into the, the air and live in nature and he's going to welcome that and he's going to change and we're going to have this great life. And some my heart is for young people. It's sad, but I hope that other young people are mm -hmm. paying attention and really speak out and let someone know what's happening to you. Because abusers are, they hide themselves and they put on a good front. She lived with him in that household. And I believe in that household, those parents knew something too that was going on. Because why, why would you be that protect? That's your son, it's true. But if you feel like he's done harm to a, a person that you've known from childhood, right. he's your child and she's somebody else's child, yeah. why would you cover that up? Because if it was reverse, mm -hmm. you want to know what happened to your child right. alone, away from everybody else. And the sad part about that is, to mm -hmm. me, I felt the part of abandonment and I felt like when you got her far away from her family, then you really let all of that abuse come out. And then wow, that's a very good point. Yeah. You got her away from everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like too. You isolate and then you mistreat and show up. Here's the key part, to have somebody say, I support you. And this was my story. Oh, I love you, you're a strong woman, but you abuse me and try to take me apart. Right. And so that was, like you said, the competition, mm-hmm. the strength in her, he had an issue with her yeah. and her dream. Yeah. So that's the thing, what you said too, we have to know people by their spirit, even though you, but if you see flags, mm-hmm. sometimes, and I learned this and I'm gonna shut up. No, I you learned after this, when you, I meet men, this kind of little bit of word they say and how they say it, you know that they have been abusers. Even I'm talking about in Christendom right now. Yeah. In a certain way they treat you. You I'm like flags, flags. I don't care how you dice that. And then to come back around with that is I always remember the late great poet actress Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are. You believe. gotta believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. You got to know people by their spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. what title they hide behind and whatever they put on. You got when you see it. I mm-hmm. had to learn through coaching. I learned even more. But you gotta see it. Mm-hmm. You can't. It. You can't look away. Pastor and then Ben, we're coming to you. Yeah, because you said a lot of good things in there. And one thing that is really, really important is that don't be so into your vision that you don't protect your being as you pursue your vision. Or you're not paying attention to how people are reacting to your vision. Right, because like Nehemiah, um, you look at Nehemiah, he had had to have a sword in one hand Mm -hmm. and he had a hammer in the other. So you build, but you prepare to battle. So when we do your vision and you walk through in your life, you got to make sure that you have the sword to protect against devices that try to sneak up close to you because that's what we got to deal with. Is It was such close association. And a lot of people in the close association, that gives them wide opportunity to manipulate. So when someone's manipulative, you have to have the Spirit of God to understand to check yes. manipulation at the root. So when it shows up, you can make a separation or a correction to that manipulation. But I go ahead. And I always and I and I always tell Robert, he, I, he, we joke about this sometimes, but I'm dead serious. I'm like, there are certain family members I will never leave the country with and go on anything with right. because I don't trust them. And if I don't trust you in the United States of America, there is no way in the world I would get off in a foreign country and have to trust you and rely on you. Don't get in isolation so, with people. You know, again, when you see that people cannot be trusted, you there are certain journeys you realize you can't take with them. Exactly. Because your life would be on the line. Go yes. ahead, Pastor Ben. I, and I agree with you, though, because I got family members <laughs> that I, I, would, I don't even tell them when I'm leaving County. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. But I got those that I said, listen, I'm going here. For instance, I went to our South Carolina just a few couple of weeks ago, a couple of weekends ago. I got two sisters that knew it. My sons, my my daughter, they knew it. People that I'm close with in ministry that I know we're connected like that, they knew it. 
nobody else know. Mm-hmm. I, I would let them. I let them know when I was at the airport. We're getting ready to take off. I text everybody. Okay, when I got there, I text them. Let them know I was in. Same, same mm-hmm. thing. When I was ready to leave, same thing. And when I got in, I let them know. But um. That's a really good point, Pastor, very good, very good, yeah. because people, for some reason, people think that that's an old fashioned thing, but, but old school, you let people know your ETA, what is your expected time of arrival, what's your expected time of leaving, you know, people would call when they got on the road, people would say, call me when you reach home, mm-hmm. so that people have a time frame as to just like in this case, if they needed to go back and retrace your steps and and put together a timeline of where you were, if you were missing to find you, if you're not communicating with anyone, that's a problem. Accountability saves lives. Accountability saves lives. Go ahead, not, not control, but accountability. Well, see, well, see some, sometimes we want to say like, well, I don't, I don't need nobody to protect, to protect me or I'm grown and stuff like that, but it's about being safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, that's what it's about, being safe. Uh, but I also, me, I teach um, young women, <laughs> you know, I teach them about signs to look out for. You know, is this man the least bit controlling? Mm-hmm. Number one, we have a problem with men in Christianity. Because a lot of them are controlling because they're taught, listen, I'm the top dog here. Yep. You know, I run everything. If you're running everything, that means you're leaving Christ out. Right. See, and if you leave leaving Christ out, that means you're going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to want to be there, the person's God. Mm. Right. Yeah. The yeah. man, and I teach this, the, the husband is supposed to follow Christ. Right. If he's not following Christ, how can he leave? Mm-hmm. See, the problem is we got too many that are not following Christ. They got titles, but they're not really following Christ. Mm. They're following a system. See, see, and even in that, can I say this, interject, my interject, Pastor Ben? You, you may interject, bro. Okay, thank you. Thank you kindly, sir. Christ gave power to his bride so she can walk in authority, not in obscurity. You see, because when Christ said, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel, so in essence, Christ as being the head of the man and man being ahead of the family, right? You understand that your job is to empower, to bring light, and to open the doors for that light to shine in Amen. that bride. So yes. therefore, when you look at someone who's a controlling spirit that tries to diminish and minimize, minimize, excuse me, and obscure what it is that you do then you're becoming a stealer, killer, destroyer, which we see was a perfect example in this case. Prophet Shantae, now, even if there's things that she does, the guy gave her a vision to do something. Now, I don't fully get it. Being transparent from, I don't really, I, like, I don't really get that. But what happens is, I'll go to the Lord and pray about it. And then the yes. Lord will bring something to me, or he will give her something without me having to be you know, the guillotine to her vision or what she's aspiring to do. Because the Lord, the Holy Spirit will work with her. And then when we come together on it, then we can, sometimes we have conversation on stuff about something we start or something we stop because we felt and we didn't have to tackle each other at the head about it. 
the Holy Spirit kind of guided both of us and we came together and communicated and recognized, you know what? Hey, this is where that's at. When you have these young people who want to go out and have life and go out and do things and be a part of things, you know, they're going by zeal and the wisdom takes a back seat. So what we have to do is make sure that we encourage and impart to these young people, follow wisdom. Zeal is good. Energy is great. The one to be able to show and do things is great, but make sure you follow some basic wisdom principles as you go about doing everything. We got so many young people that God allows us to inspire and deal with, um, and they look up to us and they care about us. Like, let me stop. Go about, Pastor. I, I don't took too many of your space. Well, I know we're getting a little bit off subject here, but I got I, I got to speak on something that Jesus spoke because I was uh, a couple of Sundays ago. Matter of fact, it was a Sunday before I left. Um, to go to uh, Carolina. But I was on, my, my nephew does a podcast, and I was on there because he had, he had uh, uh, sent a, uh, a challenge for him for minister because it's a come on. See, now I didn't get that challenge. No minister would accept it. This, this, was, a, this was since he, he's been on, he's been on for uh, at least about a year, hmm. right? So I posted something on Facebook that asked the question, are you in religion or are you in a relationship? Mm-hmm. He comes at me and say, I got to have you on. I say, okay, I'll be there. Let me know when and where. Right? So I get there. And he said, I'm going to grill you. <laughs> He's a believer, but that's how he do. He goes at you. See? He said, I'm going to grill you. And then he was amazed because everything he came at me with, I answered. Mm-hmm. See? When it came to apostles. See, people teach, teach this false narrative that all the apostles walked with Christ. And I said, Paul did. He was like, he did. I said, no, he didn't. I uh-huh. said, remember Paul was prosecuting Christians? Mm-hmm. Killing them? When mm-hmm. he met Christ, it was in the spirit when Christ knocked him off his speech. His speech and had that conversation with him. That's when he met him. So that killed that. Then he asked the question because he did with a lot of people that said women are not supposed to be leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have went to uh, I could have went to no Greek, no Jew, no male, no female, no fun, no free. I could have gone there. I could have gone to death, but where I went was since the beginning. When it came to male and female, the male's name came first. Now, in the New Testament, when Paul is speaking about pastors and everything, there are women named first. Why is that? Because they were the leaders. Mm-hmm. Now his eyes lit up. He said, oh, you went deep with that. I said, I studied. <laughs> I studied. It's just, just that simple. I mean, there in in this, I find there be there is so many cautionary tales. Um, And for those of you who are coming in, we're talking about the disappearance. um, And unfortunately, now the homicide of Gabby Petito and just the cautionary lessons that can be learned from her life, um, from relationships, from how even the parents are handling it. I know that her father's heart is hurting because you've entrusted your daughter. Your daughter has been in this person's household for at least a year. You entrusted your daughter to be able to be in a relationship with this person that your families knew each other because they were childhood dating, childhood sweethearts or whatever. And you entrusted the life of your daughter with her quote-unquote fiancé 
and they he did not bring your daughter home. And since he has returned, you have gotten no answers out of him or the family that your child that you entrusted your child to. Uh-huh. And, and see, Shanti, I want to point something out there too. When you were just talking, it came, you know, across my mind, my thought pattern. Um, I also tell women, men too, that when you, number one, allow God to pick your mate, allow God to choose your mate, because He's going to give you somebody that's going to line up with what He has for you to do. That's number one. They're going to line up with your dreams. You know, they're, they're going to. But the problem is, is that most of us want to pick somebody because of their looks mm-hmm. or what they have. Mm-hmm. And, and you're unequally yoked because I'm, I'm not going to support. You know, I gave I gave an example. I have a friend of mine, Pastor Dion. I gave an example. She has she has uh, apostles over her, right? Mm-hmm. One, one is there with her. The other one is over another ministry. She came over. She still actively operates there. Now, I'm also known as an apostle, and I'm there a lot. And I asked her the question on the line because we had a bunch of people there. I, I asked her, I said, listen, what do I do when I come there? She said, you just help out where we need, we need help at. I said, okay. I said, as a man, do I come in and say, oh, I'm a man, so I'm going to outrule all the other apostles and stuff? She said, no. I said, right, because God has given you those as apostles. See, he, God established that. And I, I even went as far as to say, now God said for me and you to get married and so on and so forth, it's still not my position to be your apostle. It's my position to be your husband until God changes what he establishes. See, but in Christianity, we like, I'm the man. I got to rule this. <laughs> I, you know, I got to outdo God because if God established this, but I know because I'm the man and I'm your husband now, I know God is going to do away with all that because if he ain't, I'm going to do it anyway. So that's the mentality. We have to understand to put God first. What God establishes comes first. Yeah. I mean, there are... There are so many lessons. Uh, again, I encourage people because we're getting ready to wrap up. I encourage people to go look at the video that she post yes. that was posted. I won't say she posted because um, we don't know the time frame in which whether she was alive when it was posted or not. Um, and so go look at that video. It's on a YouTube channel called Nomadic Static, S-T-A-T-I-K. And it is her it is her video, but we don't know who posted it yet. Of how she orchestrated her journey and how she vlogged her journey. Beautifully done. But as we said, knowing the facts that we know now, you can go back and look at that video and see some of the flags and the clues that who she was with was not in agreement with her vision for life. Can and I so, just say one other thing, last yes. thing, to, for the for his parents not to work with them, you know, that, that's a dishonor to their daughter. Yes. Yes. It's yes. unconscionable. Can, can I throw one more thing in there? Go Two ahead. Two seconds. Now, we as black people that are being murdered by the system, we're supposed to trust police and cooperate with them. Right? Mm-hmm. But now here they are, their son is 
possibly a murderer uh-huh. or somebody that they knew and, and, and supposedly loved, mm-hmm. and they're not cooperating. And, and there's nothing said about it. Yep. They're not cooperating. So... Yeah. I thank you all tonight for your time and attention. This has been another episode of Darren Dialogues, and I've been your host tonight, Shantae Charles. Um, we say rest in power to Gabby rest Petito and yes. condolences to her family um, who are now grieving her because it has been confirmed that it was her remains that were found. We hope that justice will be done and justice will be served. That um, Landry, who is in hiding, he is not missing, he is in hiding, that he will turn himself in and do the right thing and that they will have some closure to this case. Remember, light is the most daring opposition to darkness. So continue to go out and be what, ladies and gentlemen? Be Be light. Take care, everybody. Thank you for this conversation. Have a blessed evening. Good night. Good night. Good night.